I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of Perfectly Imperfect. Uh-huh. Do you guys do you guys know what it is? Do you guys know know what date is? It's Christine's birthday! Oh! Oh, happy birthday, Christine! Thank you! How does it feel to be one year older? I always have tended to say I'm a year older than I actually am. I think it's a subconscious thing. I think I do that too, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, because when people ask me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm already 33. Wait, no, not yet. I'm going to turn 33. Yeah. (laughs) But in my mind, I'm already that age. So when I turn that age, it's not like, oh my God, I'm a year older. I'm like, oh, I've thought I was 33. (laughs) Age isn't that big of a deal for me. And I actually look forward to getting older because I'm like, oh, okay, I get to learn and experience new things. Mm -hmm. Are you doing anything special for your birthday? Um, I'm celebrating it with you guys here. Ooh. Ooh, That's super special. We're so special. No, it really is. This year is really momentous because I'm releasing a podcast episode on my birthday. That was a goal of mine that is actually happening. So thank you for a great birthday present, guys. Oh, we didn't even have to get her anything. Score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like really easy to shop for. My friends last year got me a $50 gift card to my favorite milk tea place. And it was like the best gift ever. I, I, I love it. That is the most Christine gift <laughs> I have ever heard. She's like, I don't need clothes. I don't need shoes. Christine only ever wears like one pair of shoes. <laughs> So like no need to get her anything else. She has one purse, one pair of shoes until they're literally worn to the point where it's either falling apart. Then she will wear the broken shoes to the store to get a new pair. Like I've been to the store with her. I know her deal. That is so real. That is, I'm not even going to argue that. <laughs> so the thing that makes Christine the happiest is just to get her milk tea. So. It, it is. It is. At Jack, I was like, don't get me flowers. So he gets me milk tea. Like milk tea is like a bouquet of flowers to me. It's so. even better. Better than a bouquet of flowers. It really is. So I thought a great way to celebrate both me and Regina's recent birthdays passing is to look back and give our greatest advice to our younger selves as well as you guys. I think it's always a great thing to reflect back and just kind of go through the different lessons that we've learned. And I've always approached my life in an older sister perspective because I've never had an older sister and I've always wanted an older sister. Mm, me so too. I think a great gift to myself <laughs> <laughs> is by being my old older sister. <laughs> it is kind of like that where I wish that someone would have told me some of these things. And in that sense, it is our gift to the world. <laughs> to kind of just give you guys a heads up in case you guys haven't come to learn those lessons yet or to make your lives a little bit easier. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to start off with a super basic thing, which I think some of you guys would be like, oh my God, that's like so common sense. But... It was not for me. Okay, number one. Or actually, they're not in any certain order. This is what I'm starting off with. Drink water. If you want clear skin and just to feel healthier... 
drink water. I hate drinking water. Oh, me too. Yeah, now I have a huge gallon of water and I just drink it. And I know how much I've drank throughout the day and how much I still need to drink. Versus before, it's like if I did it through cups, I wouldn't room. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. This is like my fifth cup. But I've struggled with acne. After high school, I started to break out like crazy. And I just felt like no matter what product I used, it just wouldn't get any better. And then finally, finally, like a couple years ago, Wendy's lookbook, she told me to go to this esthetician and she changed my life. I never wanted to go see an esthetician before because I've always heard how painful it was. But now I really see that no matter how much money you spend on, oh, this is an exfoliator. This is a new like, you know, lotion. It doesn't matter. You could be using the wrong product for your skin and it just aggravates it. But water and if your skin still doesn't clear up, go see an esthetician. Yeah. I mean, I dealt with really bad acne growing up as well. And it was something that I was hugely insecure about. And I still have like a lot of scars and hyperpigmentation and like occasional breakouts. And I completely agree. Like water helped me so much. And in addition to that, it was also going to bed early, like sleeping on a normal schedule, like going to bed at 10 and waking up at like seven or eight. And I remember it just before, just always investing in like a ton of makeup, like cover-ups and foundations and all that and I remember trying to hide and conceal everything I feel like it's very metaphorical about life right instead of changing the appearance on the outside you need to work on the condition from within because if you have a ginormous mountain on your face no amount of concealer will be able to flatten that out seriously and after going to an esthetician who really cleared up my skin Mm -hmm. and then she really kept me onto just two products which is like a cleanser and a makeup remover two Mm. and before i was using 20 20 different things (laughs) oh my gosh i really feel that's what the beauty industry profits off of just kind of confusing all of us and Mm -hmm. you just end up spending way more money when you could just use that money go see an esthetician who can really pinpoint how it is to clear your skin and you see results right away Mm -hmm. i have to say that like taking care of my skin by sleeping and eating well and drinking lots of water has helped my confidence as well yeah yeah And the next one is telling people you love how you truly feel about them today in this moment. Even if it's, you know, cheesy or awkward, I think that one of the things that I always try to do, especially after I've hung out with a group of friends, I always like to send a follow-up text like, I had so much fun seeing you today. I really appreciated this conversation. I think that this was a fear that I had because whether it was about a friend or a crush, I was just always very afraid to put myself out Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, this is one of my basic 101s to life now. And I really, really do this in almost every single day. And I will tell people in my life who I really care about how I really feel at the moment. Let's say if Regina posts something on Snap and she's like, oh, I'm at this event, I'll like text her and be like, oh my God, I'm so glad, I'm so proud of you that you're doing that. And, you know, I've always admired you for this and that and that. And I think when you yourself get a text like that, that really comes from the heart of how someone feels about you, it just really brightens up your day. Because I feel like a lot of times you don't want to put yourself out there and have people just be like, okay, that was weird. We don't have that relationship. But I always think of it as if it was my last day or their last day on this earth, I really would have wished that I had told them exactly how I felt. And not just in like a romantic sense, but like with friends and people close to me, like my parents, my friends. Because we always save all that stuff for people's eulogies. And then they themselves don't know how much they've impacted your life. And I think if that's something that I can give to them or let them know how much 
they've really inspired me or changed my life, I definitely want to do that. You should definitely tell the people in your life how much you care and truly think about them. Mm -hmm. I agree. So a more personal one for me, (laughs) because I spent a lot of time worrying about this and it really affected the way that I saw myself and the way that I felt others judge me and how I pursued life. But don't worry about getting into the university. Everyone puts so much emphasis on how your future and your success is hinged on what university you get into. And it may seem like the world is ending if you don't get into that and that you've worked your entire, I don't know, for for us in the U.S. it's like 12 years of schooling and hard work and you don't get into it. And it's like, oh my God, that's it. It's not that big of a deal. Honestly, I can mm-hmm. say that through experience. It doesn't really matter that much what university you go to. Yeah. I mean, we said this before in past episodes. Unless you really know what you're going to do and you feel like, oh, this particular school offers the best program for that, then that's a different story. But for those who just think like, oh, this notion that your university will determine the rest of your life. No, I want to squash that myth. That's totally not true. Yeah, I remember when I first got into the school that I went to and I was super insecure about it and I would always play it off like, oh, well, it's close to home. So, you know, I can stay in the area and if I really don't like it, I can just transfer out, you know, like always making up excuses for it sounds bad, but like the quality of the school that I got into. And it was really embarrassing that like all my friends were going to such great schools and, you know, seemingly on a more successful and high achieving path. But I completely agree. I think that I spent so much time worrying about that and freaking out over it. And at the end of the day, when you're out in the real world and you're working, yeah, school gets mentioned every once in a while to maybe bond with someone. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the most important thing that matters is you and how you carry yourself. Honestly, the key about going to university is what you should focus on is getting the experience of going to a university, mm-hmm. which means joining clubs, getting to meet new people that expand your perspective on life. Get involved, you know, and get to know your roommates, your apartment mates. And it's not really about what you learn in the curriculum, because to be honest, a lot of your job is based off of hands-on experience And a lot of things that you learn in class are all theory and, I mean, you can and can apply that to your job, but it's not really the focus. I feel like, and again, this is not for all majors or not for all jobs or yeah, obviously if you're going to go to med school, (laughs) like science and math, that's all really important (laughs) and all that. But for the most part, if you're just kind of going to university because you're like, oh, I like, I want to find what I want to do here. Just get past your classes and go for the experience. Put yourself out there and learn to see the world in a bigger picture form because you come from like a small town. You come from a town now you're put into a new experience and a new stage in your life. And that's what you should focus on versus the actual academics of it and what that can mean for future success and finding a job, a high paying job and whatever it is. Mm hmm. So now we're going to get into the bigger picture concepts and advice that we wish we knew that really affects the way that you live out your daily life. And the first one is stop comparing. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a different journey. So don't try to conform. I have spent so many years comparing myself to my best friends, to my peers, that sometimes I'm not even fully enjoying my own experiences because I'm just looking at what they're doing and then trying to either implement that into mine or being jealous that it's not happening. 
And then I'll start getting insecure and defensive because sometimes I'm not that confident in the decisions that I made and who I've become. And I just start looking to what other girls have or what other people have my age. And I feel this envy. Like I hear about the salaries they make and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. And I look at these numbers and these titles and my mind just gets so wound up in everything that I need to always take a step back and remember that I'm living my own life. And I don't need to look or get validation from what other people are doing. I even like bought myself a little banner to stick on my wall that says, go your own way as like a reminder to always bring it back to square one and remembering why I'm doing everything that I'm doing in the first place. Yeah, no, that's a really good big picture advice where I feel like when you compare yourself to others, what I've learned is it's just one big distraction. It distracts you from focusing on what you need to do and you spend so much time doing it that you get in your own head and there's really no solution to it. And once I really embraced that life isn't a race, I just kind of let that go. It didn't feel like such a head-to-head type of thing because I just realized that we're all running our own marathon. Everyone's in their own category doing different things because we all have different purposes. And we may be in the same field or you may be comparing yourself to someone who's doing the exact same thing as you, but they're a whole different person. And therefore, their experiences and who they are means that their trajectory and what they need to accomplish in life is going to be so much different from yours, even if it's the exact same job. Because your personality and what you bring to the table will be very different. And in that sense, comparing yourself is totally irrelevant. Mm -hmm. So I know I've talked about this in the past before, but this is a very big one that I'm still learning. We'll always keep learning this concept for the rest of our lives, but it is to trust your intuition and it is to learn to develop a stronger inner voice. That's really hard to do. I wish I had known that there was a difference between my voice and other people's voices in my own head. I always just thought that it was just my own voice because I'm hearing it, right? But I just realized looking back how many of my life choices were affected by those voices that at the end of the day, most of the time it wasn't true. They were just opinions and even things that were based off of concepts and what they thought were right in the world that isn't right just like oh you need to get into the best university so that you become a doctor like that doesn't have to play out that way so now as someone looking back in their 30s I really put my energy into learning to trust myself and that is hard because yes you have to take responsibility for your own actions but there is no greater sense of self and then centering yourself than being able to sit with yourself and hear your own thoughts and know in your heart that's what really matters to you. And it really channels your mindset of looking at the bigger picture and pushing all of that BS noise out and the whole idea of learning to trust yourself and trust your gut. Yeah, I think for me, I let fear drive me a lot. Like all those voices that you have in your head, for me, it was just always like voices of panic, (laughs) always trying to fit into this picture perfect mold of what society says that I needed to be and then not allowing myself to be creative. I really enjoy singing and acting, but because of those voices and because of my insecurities and my fear, I never let myself do that. I think that fear is one of the greatest enemies, if not the greatest enemy next to hatred (laughs) that we have to face as human beings that drives us away from doing what we can in the world that we know we can accomplish based off of something that hasn't even happened yet. It's just built up in our head. And if you really think about it from that point of view, it's like, why 
not. I don't know what's going to happen. And yes, our minds are conditioned to go to, oh, what's the worst that can happen? And I get that in certain situations. But then a lot of times it's like, wow, if you can imagine what you can accomplish if it did go right. And so many things are worth that risk versus falling on your face. And a couple years ago, I was invited to do like a spoken word live performance thing in front of like just a small audience, but I've never done anything like that. And I said yes, but then (laughs) as I was preparing for it and writing, I was like, why did I say yes? I don't want to do this, you know? I just never put myself in that type of situation. And once I did it, oh my God, it was one of the best feelings in the world where one of my friends was there and he was like, I've never seen you do anything like that. And I feel like there's so many more of these performances that you will do in the future. And I felt the exact same way after I walked off that stage. And I remember reading an Amy Poehler quote where paraphrasing, she just basically says, why not do it? Because at the end of the day, you just walk away learning something more about yourself. And it could just be like, no, that's not something that I want to do in the future, Mm -hmm. right? Putting yourself outside of your comfort zone is a great way, if not the best way to find out what you might like, what you might not like. And I think there's so much emphasis put on finding the right answer when really no is also an answer. No is also an answer that leads you to kind of pivoting your path here and there. So if you let fear dictate your actions and your mentality and your decisions, then you're cheating yourself out of such great experiences and meeting some great people in the process. Mm -hmm, Completely. And I think leading into that too is... (laughs) YOLO. (laughs) There's so many things that in the past, it's like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And then finally, it's just like, you know what? Yeah, it's that very cliche saying of, you know, don't live your life with regrets. Now I rather go through life knowing that I had done it and that answer is there, that door is closed versus just wondering what if for the rest of my life. And there's certain decisions that I had made along the way in my life when I was younger that just like Regina said, out of fear, out of whatever, I was like, no, I don't don't think I should. And and then to this day, I look back, I'm like, man, I should have just tried because an opportunity like that in my life would never come along again. So that motivates me now to make the decision to just do it. So there's been a lot of experiences that I've done in life that I wouldn't have gone to where I am now had I not just decided to do Mm -hmm. it. And not all the experiences were great. Some of them I walked away super embarrassed or just like, oh gosh, why did I say that? Or why did I do that? But then I felt good in that. At least I tried. Yeah. And I think for me too, I always say like, I'll try everything once just because even if there are things that I look at, I'm like, oh my God, I would never do that. I try to change my perspective and look at it in more of a positive way. If it's not anything, you know, crazy or dangerous or anything. And it's an idea that's so simple, but it really does make a difference because the best thing about it is that you'll always surprise yourself. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's just giving yourself the chance to succeed. And I think that leads into this one really well, which is vulnerability and authenticity is the greatest gift that you can give yourself. Mm. If you don't allow yourself to be truly honest with how you feel and what's going on inside, then you're just cheating yourself of the potential of who you can and want to be because you're just denying that, right? And you're just covering it up with all the things that you think you should be and what you should be thinking and you're worried about all these other voices when really it's the simplicity 
Finding the beauty and simplicity is what I've really learned to embrace. I think this world tries to overcomplicate everything and there's so much noise and there's just so much of everything all the time, overstimulated. I think when we don't have the noise, then we start feeling a void. But that's actually not the right feeling. It is just being able to go outside, breathe, and feel like, oh, what a great day versus like, oh, I have to get 5,000 likes on my Instagram post. And I think with authenticity, like I have always strived to live as authentically as possible, only filling my life with people that I really care about and that I actually want to spend time with because life is too short to spend time with people that you don't really care about or invest in. And vulnerability is... (laughs) As we all know, if you've listened to past episodes, something that I'm still working on. (laughs) And it really is just a sense of release. Mm -hmm. There's so much that we hold inside that we've held on to for a really long time that once you're able to just, I hate to say it, but it's like the truth sets you free. (laughs) (laughs) As cliche as it sounds. Yes, I know. And I mean, honestly, ever since we released the body image issue... I feel so free and I feel like this weight has been lifted off my shoulders. It's become your source of empowerment, I feel. Yeah, I feel like I can be more of me and one layer of me is now been ripped off and I've been open about it. And so I no longer have to hide it or, you know, take pictures from certain angles because I'm like, oh, I don't want people to see. It's out in the open and it feels good and people know about it and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the beauty in vulnerability is that you realize how much work you put into covering up who you really are. Like it's so much work to try to put in all these layers and this facade and keep all that up. And it's like, aren't you tired? Yeah. I was just so tired of pretending to be someone that I wasn't because it didn't come natural to me. Mm -hmm. And then once I put who I really was out there, it was like, oh my gosh, Finally, it gave me permission to love myself for me versus I didn't even know who I was before because I was confusing myself with who I wanted to be, who I thought I should be like, and I didn't even know who I was. But once I faced the quote unquote ugly truth or uncomfortable truths about myself, and I only say that because the world makes us feel like that those are ugly truths. But it's like, oh, you should be embarrassed because of your weight. You should be embarrassed because you don't look like this model. You should be embarrassed because you're not as successful or as smart as this other person, right? And you realize you're like, why should should I be embarrassed about that? It's nothing to be embarrassed about because all of your limitations that you put onto me are lies. They're lies for you to try to sell more things to me, to try to make yourself feel better about yourself. So goodbye. Goodbye because I'm not going to waste my life and my time worrying about what you want to put onto me and your lies. That in itself is so freeing and that's why I try to keep to that every single day. It's like a reality check for yourself. And then this is what I've learned and I know I've talked about this in the past but I really do want to emphasize this. Life is a series of stages of your own evolution. I've always had this notion that once you get to adulthood, all the answers should be very clear. Like that's who you are. Once I get to college, once I graduate college, once I get to my mid-20s, and it's like, why don't I have all the answers yet? Why don't I know? Why isn't life all figured out yet? In my 30s is when I really came to embrace this fact is that life is all about the different stages of your life. You're not ever going to have all the answers. You're missing the point if that's what you're trying to do. There's going to be chapters that you start and end in your life, but it's your story to write. I feel like that was a very empowering and freeing mentality to take on the world because... 
then I don't have to feel like, okay, this is where I need to be at this stage of my life. And if I haven't reached that epiphany yet, that means that I'm behind. Like, no, for me, the last stage of my life, which is in my later 20s, I thought, oh, I had the career, I had the title, I had the passion, I had the friends and all of that. I was like, oh, I think I have my life together. And I could see myself doing this for the rest of my life, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I went through a really hard and terrible journey within my own mind because I felt guilty about how my mind was changing, how I didn't feel satisfied in that. Because what I've learned about life and through my life experiences was that my mind was evolving. What I had thought innocently and naively about before, now I'm like, oh, I'm honing in more on what speaks to me and my soul. And that is part of just your passion and your purpose developing. When you embrace that, you again allow the energy of the universe to flow through you versus you fighting it and trying to hold on to what you think are the pieces of you. Really, it doesn't really matter what you do. It's why you do it. Just allow your life to go through the different cycles as they come. It shows growth. Yeah, and I think I'm going through this right now where I had this picture-perfect idea of what my life in New York was going to be like, what working for a big company was going to be like. But there are a lot of things that, as you said, I'm starting to realize about myself. I think that I wanted to go work for this big corporation because I thought it would fulfill that void that I had of not going to a good university. So who cares if I didn't go to the university as long as I can get the job at the big company, I would make up for it. And I wouldn't have gotten here if I didn't allow myself to go through the experiences. Even though I'm very anxious to get to the next stage in my life, I do need to enjoy this moment of realizing what I'm truly passionate about and learning as much as I can in this process. Yes. And that kind of leads into the next thing, which is the fact that the world will knock you down. And it's going to suck. It's going to hurt. But the one thing that will always get you through is positivity. Sometimes it's a blind faith in what's to come. And sometimes it's a defeated hope. But so long as you have it, you will always find the strength within yourself to keep going. And this is something that I always try to incorporate in my life because I don't like being sad and, you know, feeling unmotivated. But of course, it's also impossible to feel positive all the time. So give yourself the time to grieve if something terrible has happened. Allow yourself to wallow when you're sad, but always, always, always pick yourself back up because the most important part of positivity is that it comes from within yourself implementing all the things that we've talked about earlier in this episode to help you stay in a a sane mindset will really be what helps you get far in life. You'll learn to internalize that happiness and feel the gratitude coming from within. Yes, I think that's something that I learned in my 20s is that by making the choice to see life in a positive and giving way when you project that outwards in that yes life has given me so much so I see what I have and I project that positivity outside and what I do too so I go to school happy I take my classes happy I treat other people well I look at their best intentions and I come with good intentions and stuff like that the universe gives all of that back to you so much more because Mm -hmm. you, you look at life that way it sounds like such a little shift but it makes a world of difference and that is what makes it so attainable where I feel like some people are just like oh how come some people have so much and they're able to accomplish so much I think it's because they look at the world in such a way that it doesn't feel like the world is taking from you 
Because I feel like when you do that, you act selfishly and you have to protect everything you have. And therefore, everything that you earn is so hard and you're just like, oh my God, I'm not going to give this to you. And then it also feels like the world is giving you less and less. But then when you see that the world is giving, then you are willing to give generously to others. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that my parents always taught me to always give to people, especially living in New York City, walking around. Nobody really smiles at each other. Nobody really says hi or how are you? Everyone's just going about their daily life. And I make it a point to always smile and say, you know, how was your weekend? Just a simple hello. I feel like it's just, it's common courtesy as part of humanity. Yeah, yeah. And what you were saying about how the world will knock you down. Mm. I also had to learn that life just isn't fair. Growing up, you're taught to think that life should be fair in some whatever way. So you know, bad guys should go to jail, people who are mean to you should get punished, and justice should always be served. But the world doesn't work that way. There are people that are going to be very mean to you, and they're going to walk away feeling that they were right. And sometimes they get to win. Exactly. As I grow older, the world proves that to me more and more, especially when you see world news, you're just like, what? Uh, yeah. How is this allowed to happen? But this is where staying positive is key because if you let all of those things affect your life, you're going to see all the negatives to life and then you're going to be like, oh, what is the point? And you'll just be miserable. You're just going to contribute to the hate in this world. Yeah, exactly. And it's a miserable feeling to walk outside every day and just think that the world is against you and to think that you'll never achieve what you want in life. It's going to be harder on some days than it is on others. But as long as you keep working on that mentality, that's all we can ask for. Yeah. Looking at life half full or half empty are both realities. And it's your choice what you want your reality to be. Yeah. And then to wrap it up, our last piece of advice and my greatest advice to how I live life is just to keep an open mind and open heart. That actually was my motto for like most of my 20s. And that really encompasses everything because once you think you know what life is about, life will then teach you that isn't. Once you're like, okay, I've learned what's right side up and what's upside down. There's no other way for life to go. And it's like, no, actually, yeah, there's many different angles and different different ways that <laughs> uh, life will be just like. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, surprise. I used to be someone that had to have a sense of control in my life, mm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I can control how hardworking I am. Therefore, I will make success happen. And I used to get so pissed at myself and then at life when it doesn't happen the way I want. Like, how dare you, life, not give me what I want? Because <laughs> you think it's like a formula. A plus B equals C, right? And then when C doesn't happen, you're just like, I don't get it. And that's when through consistency and a lot of mentality training and stuff like that, it's just life will happen regardless. It's easier just to let go and be flexible. I think Bruce Lee had this one quote where it's like he wants to be like water, where water can be a rushing force. Yeah, it could also trickle down. It could also break apart rocks. It's just very fluid. That's how you treat life. And then that's when you feel the rush of life in how it gives you and how it teaches you and it is the source of all things. If you keep an open mind and open heart to that, then you're not coming in with your own expectations and your own sense of like, this needs to happen. Because then you're going against that energy of what the universe, what life is trying to teach you. If you keep an open mind and open heart, I feel like that is the best way to go through life, learning what you need to learn. Yeah, I feel like there are so many things in my life that I always tried to plan for. Yeah. And things happened unexpectedly. Things happened not in the picture-perfect way that I planned it. But honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. And through keeping an open mind and open heart, I think you'll also start to feel these inklings within yourself 
and these like gut feelings, that's the direction that you need to go. Yeah, exactly. Life has an amazing and abundance of stuff for you. You just have to let it happen instead of forcing what you think you want happen. When a lot of times I look back, I'm like, oh shoot, if that had happened the way I wanted it, then my life would have turned out totally different in ways that I don't even think I would really want because I don't even know what I'm really asking. Mm-hmm. Just trust and let go. Not to say that you shouldn't plan. It's just if you plan stuff and then things don't work out that way. Be okay with changes along the way. Yeah. Well, what a great way to start off my 33rd year. Everybody go on social and wish Christine a very, very happy birthday. Or go out and tell someone you love how much you care about them. Yeah, please do that. That's an even better way to wrap up this episode. And don't forget to tag us in it. We'd love to see the comments that you guys share about the loved ones in your life. Regina, I love you. I love you too. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. And if you've been enjoying our podcast, tell a friend because we want our little family to keep growing. And if you have any life advice, be sure to email us at theperfectlyimperfectpodcast at gmail.com. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.